0: I think theology's for the clergy. I just believe in Jesus. Certain sure. hermeneutics of eschatology demand an exegetical
1: approach. I think you shouldn't question what you were taught in church. Isn't that blasphemy or something? I Theology. Theology. Unplugged.
0: Okay, we are back for Theology Unplugged. Welcome. It is great to see you. Great to have you. Um, we are continuing with Ed, my buddy, uh, talking about aliens. We went an hour last time. You got to listen to it. It's really great. It's a preamble to everything um, and just trying to set us up to be able to talk about what on earth is going on about UFOlogy trying to understand what it is that we believe, how it is that we are to interact, how it is that we're to think about it, how it is that we're to tell other people about it whenever they ask these questions, and how it is that this fits into our theology. Because if something's happening, it fits some way. Okay, Some truth is out there. There is truth out there that is objective truth and then we try to subjectively mirror that objective truth the best we can with the sources that God has given to us and so we're looking at this stuff and i hope you're joining us and you you're interested in this because it is a theological issue it is a theological claim it is not just something that's going on out there that you can ignore you can't ignore it, but it's just like ignoring technology. You know, you're you're putting your head in the sand and you're not, uh, as Ed told us last time, you are not exercising dominion that God gave us on this earth. And that's what we're trying to do. I mean, it's, not, it, I, it's totally interesting to me. I try not to spend too much time on this stuff, but I probably spend too much. I do spend too much time on it, but uh, it's interesting to me. And I want to learn. I want to fit things in my theology. I want to teach. I want to think, I want to think about these things and be able to respond to people and give them some type of plausible understanding of how it fits within our worldview. But watch this, okay?
1: How do you know English? Answer me. If you don't answer, I'll administer another randoscope to your collapses. Do you understand?
0: Now, how do you speak English?
1: so smart, right?
0: don't exist. What is left is existence. Existence is information. It's all and your beginning. It's all Wait, but you said there's an origin to the universe. Okay. That video is a little bit longer. Uh. It goes on for a while, but I, I I I thought it was very interesting, Ed, because whenever we're talking about this stuff, it kind of represents the world, the the fear that enters people that somehow these people will have information, and uh, you know if they're from another planet, if they're another species, if they've been able to travel here and they have the technology. And suddenly it's like makes them legitimate to answer these questions, almost like you have died and you see somebody and you say, hey, what's it like in the app? Or, you know, even talking to ghosts, the spiritualist. And now the, the, this interview with this alien seems to be, you know, the thing that 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 people may be scared of. What if an alien did come and you asked him these questions and he said what he said? You see what I'm saying? Isn't that interesting?
1: well I think it is I think that it's just hard to get get past the uh that these are hoaxes you know what yeah. I mean? but it's, it, the conversation itself is interesting but an alien if an, if it's an alien it's another created being right I mean in, in a sense but what, I guess the hard part is technically right the word we use the word ET, right extraterrestrial but aren't Aren't all spiritual beings extraterrestrial by definition? They're not. They're not. He- they're not from here, right? They're spiritual beings. They're from heaven. Going, some are going to hell, right? Uh, so, isn't all of that technically alien anyway?
0: Yeah, I mean that, that's obviously a view that people can take. Now, I guess. I guess uh, maybe there's. Well, I'm trying to think through what are all the options. Uh, option number one these are people from other planets that have evolved. OK, so that's that's the first one. And kind of whenever that video it probably feels like that is what they are trying to communicate. That's they know those people and they're beyond us. Now, that's option number one. The option number two is that the government is lying. option number three is that this is some type of demonic activity. Um, now, you say it's something that is from a different dimension, possibly. And whenever you say something from a different dimension, you are—are are you talking about demons? Are you talking about what are you talking about there?
1: I'm just talking about outside of our outside of our realm of vision, sight. In, in other words, God has to be outside of the universe, right? Yeah. He, he created the universe, so the spiritual beings, the sons of God, the hosts of heaven, angels, demons, whatever you want to call them are outside of dimension they they can come in we can't go we can't go out right they they do come into they come in and interact with the world the the watchers that report back to god and job and zacharias are are clearly sent by god they report back to god they report to him in heaven that heaven when you say that
0: whenever you say the watchers that's probably something new to people um, a lot of people, you know, even Christians have never really heard that. Maybe they passed through it in the Bible and didn't think well, much of it, but you, you said you the watchers mostly.
1: what's that? The actual words really, I, I guess, in Daniel is where they're actually, yeah. called watchers. but there's angels in Job, right? This that, you know, we, we always say it was Satan, right? But it was really the Satan, right? The, um, it, in the old Testament, it's not, it's not a proper name in the old Testament. But in the beginning of Job, what's Job do? God says, you know, the sons of God are meeting and Satan, you know, goes to God and God asks him, what are you doing? He says, moving to and fro. It's, on the, the, earth. it's
0: the accuser, right? The accuser. Yeah, it's
1: the accuser, right. Right. And, but, but the point is, he says he's going to and fro on the earth and basically checking out what's going on. And that's the beginning of Job, right? So, so he would, in that case. When I say watchers, I'm talking about like uh was what is it, Zechariah? Look it up. It's one like one nine, I think it is. Um and my bad. Yeah, uh one uh yeah, one one seven to nine, but basically it says, the angel who talked and talked with me said to me, I will show you what they are. Because he, he asked who who are these people on the horses? He says these these are they whom the lord has sent sent to patrol the earth and they answered the angel of the lord who was standing among the myrtle trees and said we have patrolled patrolled the earth and behold all the earth remains at rest okay so they're, they're reporting back and forth to to um to god what's what's going on in the earth and so that's who the watchers are they're, they're angels that report the goings-on in earth, on earth Back to God. Please. Who were? Who, Ed, who were, who were where, where, what were you reading from? It's uh, ESV, Zechariah, uh, chapter one, and I kind of, uh, I kind of read just uh, the middle of verse nine to eleven.
0: Okay, okay. So that was in the Bible what you're talking about. Yeah. Now,
1: now let, let me let me uh, you know guide.
0: Let, let me let me take you to a place. At least this is kind of my view. We've talked about this over the phone or uh, on on text we've gone back and forth and this is kind of the main thing that i said let's wait until we get on our podcast to do this because i want the conversation to be the really the first time we've talked about it in this way since all this stuff has happened and make it m- more unplugged at least but okay so here here's my deal ed um I and I and I think you're going to agree with me. I think we're in the same place. I'm not positive, but I think we're, I know we're close to the same place. But we're not. We may not be in the exact same place. But here's here's my thinking. Because you you like you said you called them the Watchers. The Bible does. The you talked about Satan being a the the name uh, 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 a a noun of an accuser. The Satan. Uh, it just became, you know, right. Satan after that, and you know that may have been the same Satan. Who knows, right? Right. Yeah, we're not sure,
1: but it
0: could be. Um, but you've got him. You've got the, this group called angels, which also is a designation of what they do, not who they are, right?
1: Right. It's not ontological. It's it's, it's an office. It's a role. Right.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, it, well, I think the mistake that we make probably. And, we, and you also got demons. So that, that's kind of the way we put it somewhere. You got people, animals, angels, demons. Those are our categories of, of uh, higher beings.
1: And that's, that's the only
0: thing we have. So here, here's the deal. You come in and you say, the watchers. All of a sudden you say, well, what are the watchers? And you say, well, the Bible talks about them. And they and you say, okay, oh, they're just an angel, right? Here's my view. No, not necessarily. I mean angels are angel simply means messenger and they may not be messenger but angel is not a species okay i'm starting with that and i want to build on that angel is not a species um demons are not, may not be what we think they are. I'm going to let you break that one. <laughs> you know, most people haven't heard this, but I think it's, it's pretty legitimate, but I don't think de- demons are what we think they are. You're going to have to hang out to figure out what demons are, but, um, they're not a species either. Uh, well, they may be, they're actually, to me, qualify more for a species than angels do. Uh, but maybe, uh, maybe they're not fallen angels. But, um, so you've got this creation and, you know, God talks about the host of heaven. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we automatically assume those categories, angels, people, uh, animals and demons, but what if God is doing a lot more than that? He just didn't tell us, you know, he didn't tell us some things because he does have his counsel. He does He does have things that are going on that are weird, that don't fit within the worldview. In Second Kings, I believe it is, whenever he calls and says, you know, who will go down and be a deceiving spirit to Ahab? And, you know, one of the people that were around him said, or one of the beings that were around him said, I will, I'll go be a deceiving spirit and, you know, tell him, you know what, what it is that we're gonna that's gonna mess him up, and so God told them to go do that, and so then you got all that you got, and you, you just said it Satan is walking around in heaven, or at least in front of God in the dimension of God. So you've got all these beings that are in heaven, not necessarily angels, um, but uh, you got to say they are a creation, creation of God, and God has done a lot more than we think He has, mm-hmm. and so you've got this this thing that opens up that god has created a lot more species and maybe they're in heaven with him but maybe they're somewhere else as well i mean somewhere in a different dimension this is going to be the weird thing ed okay let's mix the two let's say these are real aliens these are real people. They're not angels. They're not demons. Let me just put that out there for a second. You know, you know my view on ghosts. I think ghosts are real. I don't, I don't think they're all demons. I think some of them are, but I think a lot of them are actually just fallen or uh, uh, un, unredeemed souls of people waiting for judgment. But that's a different subject. We can talk about that sometime. But this is, this is uh, something that I've been thinking about recently, and I'm just playing with it. So this is not necessarily my view, but it's one of the what ifs. And I like I like the what ifs. I think those things are the most fun to bring in because I like to expand my understanding of the infinite God, of our infinite God, who is inscrutable, who we will be learning about for all eternity. And then think. Think he's he's doing other things out there. There, this is not it. We assume this is it. Now, I know I do believe this. Let me start with this foundational element and put the nail. You know, hang this up and it's staying there. I do believe there's something different about human humans than all other species, simply because Christ became a human forever in order to redeem us. That is crazy. That I still can't believe that. So it's it's amazing, and I think humans were creating it's very good. And I assume I'm not positive. I assume there's something really more in his image about us. I'm not trying to be arrogant. I'm not trying to be say our humans are the best or racist or whatever you would call. Oh, Carrie said we're the
1: best.
0: What's that? Carrie said we're the best humans. I I I didn't hear like Carrie said we're
1: the best. She just yeah she just posted on. uh,
0: Oh, there's Carrie.
1: <laughs>
0: yes, we were the best. I actually talked to Carrie about this just last night. Uh-oh. But, but um, I think there's something special, so I'm hanging that up. But I don't know whether or not, let's say there's another dimension. And I, I, don't, I don't even know how to define dimension, okay? I'm just using that word. But it's something that is outside of, our, uh, outside of the way we exist right now. Maybe parallel, maybe far away. I don't know. Dimensions don't need spatial categories. Uh, at least I don't think they do. I mean, I, uh, we don't know this stuff. We're discovering, and it's interesting, and it's fun, and I, I I, can't wait to hear more. And I I think this is part of our discovery. That's why I get so excited about it. But what if there are other creation of God, and here's here's a weird thing I'm want to say, Ed. <laughs> what if there's another creation of God that is somewhat like humans? They, they look like the grays, let's say, even though most of them say that.
1: You didn't mention the Nordics, right?
0: No, no, no. What are what are those?
1: The Nordics are the tall, blonde haired blue eyed ones.
0: I think that's the last one I mentioned that I talked about. That said, they were humanoids. Yeah, that that oh, okay. they, they put those together oh, sometimes. You know, a lot of people
1: call them the Nordics because I, I, I didn't
0: mention color. the men in black. Yeah, I did mention the men in black because yeah. I said they were similar to that. Uh, but you know, let's say that the, there are other species out there uh-huh. in different dimensions, and let's 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 be really weird, okay? Mm-hmm. It's gonna sound weird at first but I, I do I do think there's no reason not to believe this and I think you're gonna agree what if you got angels there that whatever species angels are and they seem to be different species because um, I don't know if they' procreate I don't think they do but they may have I don't know I mean obviously the angels came down and had sex with women I do take that view of Genesis chapter 6. Uh, and they actually produce, but we'll get to that in a little bit. I know Ed wants to get to that. But um, what if
1: you have. a real interesting on that, though, too. Huh? For the people who take the satellite view and the verse they generally use. So we'll talk about them when we get to it.
0: Yeah, yeah, good. As um so here i'm i'm ending it right here this is the end of my uh monologue but i just i just want to present this what if you have all of these other species that god created he's doing stuff he's i mean he's not just with us we're special but whatever um and those things those beings even the angels work kind of similar to we do they exist in a time They have existed for a certain amount of time they are enjoying god and god's presence if they love god however god is dealing with them and their righteousness he's dealing with it that's for sure Mm -hmm. i don't know how he is uh they may be good ones there may be bad ones just like here on the earth Mm -hmm. Um, and what if they have along with the angels have technology and that's how they exist. I mean, we automatically usually th- we automatically think, oh, it's another being from from heaven, so it can fly, it can go through walls, it can, you know, we we assume all this stuff that is just really odd that that it doesn't have to use other things. It, whenever it travels, uh, it can disappear and reappear somewhere else. Mm-hmm. I don't think that this is necessarily true. Um, I think that whenever you're talking about demons, whenever you're talking about angels, whenever you're talking about other beings, they are—they uh, follow the rules of, of physics. They have to. There is a rule of physics. I don't know what it's like. It's probably right. to unless, ours.
1: unless our laws of physics aren't fully fleshed out. And there's things that you know um, that they know that we don't. know. And I'm not. Yeah. Asking that. So.
0: Yeah. And so let's say they ha- are they are advanced to such a degree that now they have figured out how to breach. Make a portal, I know it sounds weird, but you know let's just assi- let's let's just consider it. They make a portal and go through the portal, and then they're with us. And they are like, Whoa, okay, there is another. They go back and tell all their scientists and everything. And then, you know, you, you have the laws or whatever that tell you can't go through the portal in this place, in this country, but in another country, you can't, just like us. But the people, maybe they're rebelling, going through the portal, coming here, or maybe they are trying to help us. So you're
1: saying, What's that? you saying they're illegal aliens? Is
0: that oh, saying? I'm just saying they're they're in rebellion from their society. Maybe their society has laws that say you cannot go through portals because, you know, oh. I mean, it's oh, just okay. like we would have laws if we discovered a time machine or something. Oh. We, you can't go to the time machine and mess up the past or something like that. But what, I, what I'm saying here is, why do we assume it's just these three species and this is the way these other species are, like angels don't have technology, don't need technology uh don't enjoy technology we're not put in in uh, uh in control and dominion over anything that they needed to do advance mm-hmm. but isn't that part of god part of the uh, being being like god and aren't these people don't we assume they are somewhat in the image of god and therefore they would have technology god wouldn't just give them all this information and so you see where i'm going ed I'm, I'm try, trying to open the door and say, maybe it's angels, maybe it's demons, but maybe it's another species that is an actual other species that has technology that is advanced to be able to figure out how to break the time barrier or make a portal. Right. What do you think of that?
1: Well, again, um, to me, I, I think it's possible. Like I said in the, in the very beginning, right? I, I think that God has the ability, certainly to create other If he created us he created the universe he can do whatever he wants and he's certainly capable of doing so i don't my only thing is like i said um before just seems like um it just seems like he would have let us know if it was even going to be possible for them to reach us. he doesn't have to let us know i just think it adds a big level of confusion to um to us if if there's God has life on other planets. They can reach us, and He doesn't tell us about. Them. Do they have assembly lines for? Inter- I think they do. They're just not made. They're, they're probably in China, I suppose, right? <laughs> or the equivalent, right? But, uh, so I, I'm not opposed to. I, I'm not opposed to the idea that God, like the Bible, is God's. The Bible is the revelation of God in our life, in our world, right? In, in this creation, we're. God created the universe, but the Bible is about what's going on here. There, if there's another, if there is another planet that has people on it that we would call aliens, and I was only kidding about the illegal aliens. I just thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> anyway. But, but they probably have their own Bible, and maybe yeah. they're whatever, right. So, if go, I'm going along your your line, right? So, in yeah. that scenario, maybe they know. Hey, I've created people over here. And here's how you can get to them. I don't, I have no idea, but it's it's speculation. I, I don't think it changes anything. I just feel like it's odd if God didn't let us know.
0: Yeah, I do too. And I, I, I totally question. agree. I totally agree. It could be it, a reflection. It, question, it is
1: odd. It,
0: it, it is odd. And that's one of the things that hangs up a little bit on me, but at the same time, I'm always like, well, he doesn't have to you know I'm, I'm not saying i take this view but i'm i'm completely with you on this and the idea that it just doesn't seem like it right. and i think that's fine to think that but i think it's important for us to open our mind carrie says uh, do they have assembly lines for interdimensional vehicles i think they do i think no i don't say i think they do i think it's absolutely possible now uh and then she also asked uh uh do they have vehicles somewhere uh do they have uh, build that extra dimensional wall, that's something different. But listen, this is in Ezekiel chapter 1. Ezekiel sees God, this is the time whenever God comes to him. And you know, you, you know, that whenever people see ghosts, whenever people see these uh vehicles, it seems to be there's very common things that happen. One of them, obviously, is light, right? Mm-hmm. And then another one is very odd descriptions. We call them cigars. Uh, what else do we call them? We call them cigars, and what else? So I mean, oh, I saw a tic-tac in the sky. I saw a cigar in the sky because that's all we see. We don't know what else to call them. We can't call them a, you know, a, a Chevrolet Camaro, which that'd be awesome. If they have a Chevrolet Camaro that can fly, I'll get one someday, but we don't call them something because we don't know what they are. Now, Ezekiel is sitting here. And there's other common things. You got cold, people see it, people get cold, even whenever they see Bigfoot. There's all the same types of stuff happen. And what's interesting to me from a scientific standpoint and just observing is that these things always happen in or almost always happen in places that there are high electromagnetic fields. Mm-hmm. Uh, the EMF is high, you can take a BMF reader and it and it goes off the charts. And so there's something about electromagnetism that they either produce or they need, that's, that's the thing that it seems to be. I'm not saying that's my view. I don't know what's going on, but I do take the observations and I do take all the all the data that we have and I have to say, this is part of the data and it makes me scratch my head. Right. So th- having said that, that everybody sees kind of similar stuff, listen to what Isaiah says. Um, and I'm not saying they're all seeing God, but listen to what he says whenever he does see God. He I says, he- Ezekiel, I'm sorry. Yeah, thank you. says, I looked and saw a windstorm coming from the north. This is chapter one, verse four. There was a big cloud with lightning from it and a bright light around it. So he's describing the best he can, what he saw. Okay, just imagine this in your mind. Uh, Inside the fire was something like shining brass (laughs) and the fire was what looked like four living creatures. Uh, Mm -hmm. They looked like men, but each one of them had four faces and four wings. No legs were straight and their feet were like those of a calf. They shine bright as brass under their wings. Their four sides were hands like a man's. Isn't this crazy? This definition that is just bizarre, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: So I mean, he hasn't said that one, they were smoking cigars, but <laughs> right. uh, but the thing is, he's he's just describing something the best he can. And their wings touch one another. Their faces did not turn when they moved. Each one moved straight ahead. As for their faces, they looked like each one four faces of a man, a face of a lion, a face of a uh, on the right side, a face of a bull on the left side, a face of an eagle. Uh, such were the faces. The wings spread out above, and they had two wings touching one another. Each one covering eat their bodies and they went straight ahead and the place where the spirit would go they would turn without turning as they went or they would go without turning as they went but so he's talking about this thing just moving really crazy (laughs) isn't isn't it crazy he's talking about how it jumped and did uh, things that we can't understand when we're seeing these ufos how they move the physics we don't understand because they can be going 30,000 miles an hour, and just immediately be going 30,000 miles an hour the other way. Yeah. And so, I'm not saying this is a UFO, but here's what I'm saying is that this is an object, it's unidentified, and yeah, he's describing it the best he can and so it's a spiritual thing but it's something that god is using to travel of course god can appear and god can do whatever he wants but we are ruled by the laws of physics until god comes in and miraculously does things to us philip you know was transported from one place to another in order to spread the gospel that was not because we have that power now that's not because the physics have changed just because god produced a miracle for that individual circumstance otherwise, otherwise he should have traveled, he should have walked, he should have gotten a horse, whatever, a camel. He usually would. And the idea is all of God's creatures probably have vehicles that they have to travel in.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know if they have to or not. Um, because, they're again, they're just like with the story in Genesis, right? They took they took on human form to have sex with the women.
0: Well, well it doesn't say they took on human form.
1: No, but, I mean, if they had, if they didn't, did they put it says they had sex with the
0: women well i know but why why do you say they took on human form to do that maybe they already had at least that capability within their species
1: mm, i think that's a stretch but anyway i mean they take
0: you on- think mine is a stretch that say they naturally have this stuff and yours is not a stretch that they came down here and morphed into having a penis
1: yeah, when 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 God and the two angels went went to visit Abraham, right, right yeah. before and they ended up going to Lot, right? The two angels go go to Lot, and they sat there and they ate and they drank with with Abraham. Do you think that's their natural form? Yes, I do. You think that they're they're physical beings in the spiritual world?
0: Yeah. I think there's some type of physicality to them. I don't know how to describe a non, I don't know how to describe a non-corporeal being. I don't think that can exist in any universe because it's basically describing nothing. Whenever we describe a spirit, it is somewhere. There is geography to it, some type of geography. It has some type of extension in space and so therefore we can't well, just you know. say spiritual as if you know i'm a spiritual person and that means just there's nothing you know i it, it's, it's a it's a different way of using spirit i'm not saying i have a spirit whenever i say i'm a spiritual person when we talk about having a spirit we're talking about something not just an invisible something not just something that you can't see but is otherwise everything like us or has its own shape but you can't see it that doesn't make any sense so my idea my thought thoughts here and again I mean I may be talking about this with uh with a raised voice and excited it doesn't mean I know this for sure
1: I know your techniques but
0: <laughs> but um okay so yeah I do believe that they probably had I do believe they probably had a penis I do believe that they probably had a sex drive because they looked down and they saw the daughters of men were beautiful. What does that mean? They were they lusted after them. And they had that. It's not like they produced that lust right there just to sin against God. I think they were tempted. There was a real temptation because they had the faculties to do that.
1: Yeah, I, I, I definitely think they were tempted. Well, what about Jude? Right, we know that um, Jude is referring back to to the Genesis six story. Right. Now let's see here, um, Jude six, chapter one. Obviously, he's only one chapter. And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he is kept in in eternal chains under gloomy darkness till the judgment of the great day. So, so Jude, he mentions that, but where does he get that from? Where does Peter get that from? They both get it from 1st Enoch, because 1st Enoch gives a lot of detail, a ton of detail about what happened. Yeah, Enoch,
0: Enoch, folks, is a apocryphal work that simply means that all the apocrypha is that which was created. uh, And when we're talking about the Old Testament apocrypha, uh, which just means veiled. Uh, but the, uh, the Apocrypha is that which was the, written in between the Old Testament and the New Testament. It's sometimes called the Greek canon, and the Greek canon has a lot of things in it, and the Book of Enoch is one of those. And the Book of Enoch, uh, you know, you got First Maccabees and the Book of Enoch. There's a couple more, but they were all very well-respected books. The Book of Enoch is an important book for, I think, I believe, it's very important for Christians to read. You know, just like I say, I think it's important to read the early church fathers, or it's important to read uh, Saint Augustine or Calvin, whatever, whatever it is. It's like that. I'm not saying it's inspired, but I'm do. I am saying that it presents uh, a view that seems to be just like Ed is saying here. Seems to be affirmed in the New Testament. That's not the only place. There's a couple of places where Enoch is referred to. And we at least know this, that what whenever Jesus was here on the earth, he knew about Enoch. He knew about the traditions that Enoch wrote about and what, what, what was going on. I'm not saying Enoch wrote it. I don't know who wrote it. Um, I think it's just the traditions uh, of Enoch. But um, at the same time, that's the reason why he's quoting it because not because we believe it's inspired, but but, but because we believe it is it, it it has truth to it. We're not sure how much, but it seems to have enough truth at least for the apostles and Jesus to have believed the traditions of it. Okay, right. sorry, long thing. No,
1: no, no, it, no. It's good though because and then Carrie just makes reference to it, and and Jude Jude directly quotes it in uh, uh, whatever. A couple a couple of verses later, he quotes Enoch. I believe it's one nine, but but um, yeah, there's the the ancient Jews. This is the stuff they read, right? They they read this stuff. They didn't have. They had the Torah, right? They had some people. There were some people had the, the scrolls, right? And they'd go to. The, they would go um, and people. The priests would read the scrolls, but. There are other this other literature was read by people and understood. And so when you when you go back to bibliology and you talk about authorial intent, right, and and who the original audience was, a lot of things that seem so confusing to us is because the author's making a statement that he expected his he expected the audience to already know what he's talking about. We today, especially because got got pushed aside along with all the other apocryphal books, we don't know a lot of the references because we don't read that literature. Mm-hmm. So if you do read that literature, it opens up more things because now you're thinking more like the person that the scripture was actually written to. That I, think, I think
0: you're absolutely right. and You're talking about not, not, I'm not saying, uh, uh, well, you're talking about basic hermeneutics, really, you know, really? it's just how to study it's, the Bible. It's trying it's trying very, very important the science, the it's Trying to understand the background, but, um, okay. So. Enoch talks about this stuff. And okay, so yes, Jude quotes Enoch. I, I believe that, you know, yeah, of course, sure. I believe Jude. And so it makes me respect Enoch. And so, I, um, but there's nothing in Enoch that tells me that they are non physical or don't have extension in space, at least.
1: Okay, hang, hang on a second. Let me, um, there is something. <clears throat> so let's go to, first of all, that with the Seth, I don't know if Carrie's really serious or not. Yeah, Carrie.
0: She does. Carrie does believe in the Sethite view. Okay. So here's a question that may fit in. Let's see here. Uh, what if, Chip says, what if God is revealing new truths? His revelations are not complete after all, are they? Well, of course not. But his the revelation of salvation, the the soteriological history that was canonized and we hold to be dogma is completed. And so that purpose is completed. But absolutely not is his revelation completed. You're exactly right. So good good statement. I threw it threw in there. I wanted to get Chip... Uh, yeah, Chip. Sometimes, so yeah. Go
1: ahead. It's it's great to see Chip back on here. It is funny to have uh, a couple of the original, couple of the original TTPers here. <laughs> 18 years later, or 20 years, whatever. Um, so anyway, so let me, I guess, let me open up something. Oh, I, I want to just go to with this one thing though about about e, not about Enoch necessarily, but about the different view, right? The different view of Genesis 6:1-4.
0: So, you're 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 running away from my, my okay. statement about the angels having penises. I am just making that clear to the audience.
1: Okay, I know that that's just, just look real quick.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Okay. So, where are we going? Okay, so the where most people go when they say that Genesis six, one to four can't be true because the angels can't have sex is they generally go to um, to Matthew, right? Yeah. Twenty-two 22 29 and 30 right and um, just i'll read that real quick i'm oh, sorry my voice is i have a cold so have, my voice isn't very good it says but jesus answered them
0: you are wait, wrong." wait 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 wait, wait. what's it, what's this passage again? say one more time matthew 22
1: 29 and 30.
0: okay thanks sorry okay
1: so it says but jesus answered them you are wrong because you know neither the scriptures nor the power of god for in the resurrection they neither marry, or neither marry, nor are given in marriage, but are like angels in heaven. That's the verse. So, if if you're um, if you're if you're um, generally if you're trying to deny Genesis six one to four is really about the fallen angels having sex with women, would you agree with that or not?
0: I would say that that's about fallen angels, not marrying women in the context of what the question was. The question has to do with the with the uh, Mosaic law, you know, where where you um, where you take a a brother's wife if he dies so that you can take care of her. And the idea was more responsibility. I don't think they were saying uh, which one is he going to have sex with in heaven. Or, you know, he had sex with this girl, this girl, and this girl. I don't think that was the that okay, was the theme. And I, I don't think it's necessarily implied either. I, okay. I because because I would say that um if they're like the angels, mm-hmm. that does not mean they don't have sex. It means they don't marry.
1: So you think they do have sex in heaven? Well, I think, they. I, I, I,
0: yes, here, here's what I'd say. I think they have sexual drives, whatever this species was. I don't know about other species. Okay. There could be lots of species that don't. But I think this particular species that fell in Genesis chapter 6 did have a sex drive. And they, in that sense, in some sense, from their perspective, they committed bestiality. And and it was it was odd, too. I don't think they produced the power to have sperm that would be that would uh, coincide with uh, that would work. I think they probably already had this stuff. And for some reason, it did work. Now, of course, I could be wrong about this stuff. But my my thing is to you and everybody else. Why is my why would my view not be considered just as much as anybody else's?
1: Okay, can I finish this? No. Well, I'm going to get to it in a second. I'm trying to. All right. Um, so um so in the in the verse right in 29 jesus says you are wrong because you you know neither the scriptures nor the power of god so he says you don't know the scripture then in 30 he says for in the resurrection they neither marry nor are given in marriage but are like the angels in heaven the question is where in scripture is verse 30.
0: now okay uh, wait. Let me, let me go to it real quick. Okay. At, at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given a marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Now, wait a minute. I don't understand what you just asked. You just <laughs> asked, where in Scripture is this particular Scripture I just read? And <laughs> I, I, I'm like, you know, it's right there. <laughs>
1: no, but, no, but no. I know. I said besides that verse. Because okay. 29, Jesus says you're wrong because you know neither the Scriptures nor the power of God. So yeah, said, yeah. you guys don't know the scripture that's why you're making this mistake that they're not going to get married
0: okay okay ed that is really cool i never really thought about that it okay, you- is true that's true and now now i want to hear what you have to say Where in scripture do you have an answer to that
1: i do okay. I it up. give it to me it's not in the canon but it's in the
0: ancient writings Okay. 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 Well, no, I understand that, but go ahead with this.
1: First Enoch 15, verse five to seven. Therefore he's talking to the angels. He's replying to Enoch who has the, um, the angels that were locked up are asking Enoch to go and petition God for him. Okay. in, in, In this chapter. So therefore have I given them wives. He's talking about the people. I have given them wives also that they might impregnate them and beget children by them, that thus nothing might be wanting to them on earth. But you were formerly spiritual, living the eternal life and immortal for all generations of the world. Therefore, I have not appointed wives for you. For as for the spiritual ones of heaven, in heaven is their dwelling. and then he goes on and talks about and now the giants who were produced from the spirits and flesh from the spirits and flesh shall be called evil spirits upon the earth that's where demons come from according to enoch uh specifically specifically demons it's the the disembodied spirits of the nephilim
0: okay okay you you said something really big we are going to take that up again in just a moment but go ahead with this we're still on do angels (laughs) have penises
1: okay (laughs) well well, I mean, how do you not see that in that, in what I just read to you, that they are I they're, didn't,
0: I didn't even hear the word penis.
1: <laughs> I, cause it, how do you say something that you don't have? He's saying. No, I'm, spir- not, I'm
0: not, all, no, I, no. I, I'm saying that says the same thing. They don't, they don't marry. And you said, I think you emphasize that they are spiritual beings and okay. I would huh. say this, I would say, what does that mean? we're that in paul in corinthians calls us we're, we're going to be raised with a spiritual body is it physical yes it is and so it, spiritual does not necessarily mean non-physical in those contexts it means in concert with god so that is what in those contexts i believe that's what it, mean, it means you are in concert with god meaning you have a relationship with them established and you are you're you're set
1: We're going to have to agree to disagree on this because you like sex too much, too. (laughs) I
0: do, dude. I do, and I admit that. And I admit there's a very (laughs) strong bias going on right now. (laughs) But at the same time, honestly i do say this i say there's no reason i had a podcast on this there's no reason not to believe that there will be sex in heaven there would there will just not be marriage the only reason we say that is because of that particular passage but i I, i'm not i'm not saying i know what it is i mean i oh who's that who's the theologian that talks about this he says he says something great he says something like you know uh you can compare sex to uh, sex down here to uh eating a potato chip compared to in heaven, chocolate, and so there's something going to be like it, you know, eating on both of those. I don't know. He he said it better than I did, but it's just whatever it is, it's better in heaven. Does it's not like he gives us something that is special down here, very important for establishing a relationship and something yeah. that's incredibly intimate. And then he says, "Nope, you don't get that." I know it was really great down there, and it may have been one of the greatest things that connected you because relationships are so important. But I'm not giving you anything like that now. So i think in heaven there will be sex i do believe we will have penises um i i can't tell you how it's going to work out right. but it will work out somehow I, I, I no no i say i do believe why couldn't there be and I, I you know it it's it's something that i think we've built a box in that maybe is outside of that box and i think the angels in genesis chapter 6 are an example of that that These angels lusted. They had a reason to lust. There was something in their brain, chemicals in their brain, whatever it is that works like ours. And they said, those women are beautiful. I'm going to go down and have sex with them. We can empathize with the feeling of wanting to have sex, and therefore we we say, well, they had to have a they had to have built within them some way to fulfill this feeling, whether it was sinful or not. And they did. They went down there and had sex and had babies. Therefore, they had penises. Okay. Boom. I where's the mic? You well, you convinced yourself. So. <laughs> okay, we'll agree to g- disagree on that. But I think we're we are in agreement on this number one, and this is one of the m- important things that I think you have to establish. Me and Ed, I think we do agree right about Genesis chapter six, that those were really spiritual beings.
1: Yeah, uh, They were really spiritual. Yeah, they were they were angels. They were, yeah, were fallen sons of God.
0: Yeah, because I don't, I don't know if they were angels.
1: No, no. I mean, we, uh, generically speaking. Yeah, way, yeah.
0: The the we put them. In, we put we put them in that category, and right. it's fine too sometimes. But please understand, in this in this particular bo- podcast, I've been separating some of those things out, and so when we hear that, well, I may accidentally say they're angels, but I didn't mean that. I'm not sure whether they are angels, and that's right. kind of what Ed's, Ed's doing the same thing. Yeah,
1: I'm. Yeah, I would say sons of God.
0: Right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Me too. Process, Right,
1: and so that would be a high. In the hierarchy,
0: but they weren't humans, right?
1: No, they're not, they're definitely not.
0: Humans. Okay, let's talk about that for a minute. Um, because I think this is going to lead us. We're talking about aliens here, folks. And we're and talking what, about UFOs, but we're building important. towards something important.
1: When you talk about aliens, right, you also have to think about what about all the alien abductions?
0: Yes, yes, right. very much.
1: And how does that fit with Genesis 6?
0: Isn't it crazy? I mean, we're sitting here talking about alien abductions with a straight face yeah i'm serious i have a straight face right now folks and it's and it's and it's something that um if you deny these things right now or if you accept these things right now no matter what you're going to be called something crazy so we don't have a choice but to be crazy anymore you can stick your head in the sand again but that's not what we do as uh, children of god as people who are uh, uh, in dominion over the earth as people who are fulfilling God's will we want to discover but but okay so angels came down, had sex with humans and now here, here's the deal Ed is that I think that and I think you're with me again I think that the Nephilim and what is it the Raphium
1: yeah Nephilim, Raphium
0: yeah uh both of those mentioned in the bible those were the uh the uh, they were the children of this union of this uh from an angelic standpoint bestiality crossing of species that was not supposed to happen and i do believe that they were giants i can't tell you how tall they were but i think they were a lot taller than 9 feet because it seems to be uh said in certain ways that they were but uh and and then you go to you go to the book of enoch And you read through the Book of Enoch and and then the Book of the Giants. And these books tell us a whole lot about these species. And it forms, as Ed said earlier, the background information to Christ and the apostles. And I'm not saying they believed all of it, but we know they read it. And we know they seem to generally accept the assumptions of the Book of Enoch. And that is incredibly interesting, folks. It's something that's so important for for just your understanding of the New Testament in general, but also for what we're talking about here right now because I think it has relevance.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yo, you do. Oh, yeah, definitely. That's why why I brought it up. And um, because it's the the idea of the Nephilim... Sorry, my cat just jumped in my window. Um, The idea of the Nephilim being you know they um they're, they're separate uh, so let me go back to the, the idea of the sons of god right that's that is it, and, it, you, if it was on ancient aliens or whatever right they would call that an abduction <laughs> the, the,
0: the, the aliens, okay wait
1: wait 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 wait, right. wait, wait, wait wait wait
0: wait <laughs> we have gone we've gone two hours uh, we need to take a break. Again. Is that okay? For- is it, is, hey, listen, is it okay if you we pick that up because the Nephilim is a great place to start? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, you're not you're fine to stay. Yeah, I,
1: yeah, my wife went to Honduras with my son, so it's
0: just okay. Good. I didn't know it was going to go this long, I expected maybe 30 minutes, but we, like I said, we could keep on going forever. Okay, hold on. All, All right, right, we're going to take no, 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 that's not what I want to say. Listen, folks, we need to stop here. Uh, it doesn't mean we're stopping for good. We've got more to talk about, and we're going to pick it back up, talking about the Nephilim next time and what they are. And you won't believe what we say about them, about the Nephilim, and what we do. both, I think both of us would agree, we're pretty sure is correct these Nephilim were much more than you think they were. We'll see. You have to wait or you have to you have to join us next time for that. Thank you for joining us this time. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to go to my Patreon page, um, Patreon slash C. Michael Patton. You can find me just about anywhere just by putting C. Michael Patton, Twitter, Facebook, Patreon. Uh, just, just put that in and then uh, you can find me. Subscribe there. Become a member and help us out. That would be really great. Uh, Ed, I will see you in uh, next time. Uh, thank you for joining us.
1: Theology unplugged.